Welcome back, Beer Ambassadors. My name is Mika Woodward. I am the Beer Ambassador, <clears throat> and I am here talking about the world of craft beer every Tuesday, uh, and and we're having a great time, you know, talking about the world of craft beer uh, for every Tuesday from 5 to 6. And as you well know, last week I told you I was going to go up to the California Craft Beer Summit in Sacramento, and I did do that, my friends, and it was a fantastic time. It is a time when they bring together the uh, brewing industry. So brewers and breweries, of course, are there and talking about their beer. There are people who make equipment <clears throat> of every sort from from brewing to packaging uh, and, uh, you know, there's labels and cans and bottle caps and uh, bottles and trinkets and signs and and oh my you know there's everything there it, it's pretty awesome uh, and I'm just gonna say uh, hopefully you're gonna like what uh, I was able to pick up I had a really good time I want to say thank you to uh, Tom McCormick and uh, Leah o- Osterman and and they had other people I don't remember their names like Lori and and it'll just go on the list uh, their crew they're just uh put on a really well-organized professional event. Um, unfortunately, this year, I was not able to make it to the like speakers or or workshops as much as staying into the expo and being able to talk with people and make connections and and uh, uh, do some interviews. So today I'm going to play a couple of the interviews uh, that I was able to get <clears throat> and be able to you know just lay down what's going on uh, on that kind of thing. So I think you'll enjoy it. It was a good time. Uh, great beers. I had some fantastic beers. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, um, there was a lot of places that I was impressed with, but you'll hear too. I think I might get to one of the interviews today, uh, so we might not do everything from the from uh, just from the craft beer summit. I, I got some stuff from the craft beer festival uh, as well, <clears throat> California craft beer festival. Uh, I got an interview um, with uh, Brendan McGowan as well from Sacrament Brewing, who. Uh, has a, uh, some little pro- side project that will be going on uh, down this way possibly soon. Um, but he's been up there making good stuff. And, and uh, But I'm going to tell you, uh, Sacrament Brewing had great beer and food. And I'm just impressed that they've only been open for like three months. Um, but they are part of the Burgers and Brew change, uh, chain. And uh, so that's how they're so professional. And then uh, uh, the other one that I was really, 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 really impressed with and uh, I've got a bunch of clips, but it probably won't be from today. For today, it'll be another time, maybe the next week or the week after. Uh, I'm going to be playing um, stuff from uh, Urban Roots Brewing Company up there, and I'm just going to tell you, I'm so thoroughly impressed with these guys and what they're doing with beer and food that uh, you'll really, 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 really like it. And uh, you know, actually, let's just start with that. I'm just going to start with the interview with a Brandon McGowan, who is a consultant brewer at Sacrament Brewing. And uh, uh, hopefully you will enjoy this interview as much as I did ha- uh, doing it. I was afraid it was going to cut off and, and I was running out of power. So we only did about a 30-minute show here, but you're going to enjoy this, my friends. And uh, so sit back and relax while you're on your drive. Or if you're at home, pop open a cold one, pour it into a glass, of course, and enjoy it. All right, my friends, here we go with um, with uh, the interview. Hey, it's me, Kyle Woodward, the beer ambassador, as I push back a little bit. Uh, I'm here with Brendan McGowan, 
at a really cool brewery. You can see uh, it behind us that he's been consulting on for, I don't know, it seems like a century. Four years. Uh, <laughs> and, and they opened up three months, three months, four months ago? Three months ago. So, Brendan McGowan is here at uh, Sacrament Brewing. We're in uh, downtown Sacramento. And um, I'm going to tell you, there's there's the, the first level you come into. It's, it's a, a bar and there's a patio. It's great. Then you realize there's a basement and a bar. And that's where we're, we're at right now. And then there's a third level up, where the balcony is open air, fire pit, and all this. You guys have food, you have beer. It's freaking awesome here. Uh, so tell us a little bit about, I mean, I know it's been this long project that you guys have been opening up for a few months now, but it's amazing, really good food, good beer. Tell us a little bit about it. Hey, well, we've been planning this project actually since 2010. Um, the owners of Burgess & Brew have six restaurants. Um, that are Burgers and Brew restaurants. No wonder and the burgers. I mean, it was. It's on the pricey side, but it's a freaking good burgers worth it. So, just remember that part. So, yeah. so there's there's six Burgers and Brew restaurants, um, and three Crepeville restaurants. Start out as crepe restaurant. Um, really. And one Mexican restaurant. So I want to try the both of those crepe and Mexican. Excellent. And wow. in, in Davis, actually, our organization has the. Burger Place, the Crepe Restaurant, yeah. and the Mexican Restaurant, all on the same street in downtown Davis. So, uh, the owners here really have a great thing going on in Davis, and now it's expanding to Chico, awesome. Sacramento. There's Crepeville in Chico, and uh, Burgers and Brew in Chico, and we also have a Burgers and Brew uh, franchise in the airport. Uh, really? Yeah, there's a, it's, it's a franchise, but you can drink our beers actually in Sacramento Airport at Terminal B. That's good to know when I'm there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I originally was the beer buyer up in Burgers and Brew Chico, and I was a home brewer, long-time home brewer for about 10 years, and the uh, owners of Burgers and Brew tried my home brew and really enjoyed it. it was co Coconut Imperial Stout was the first beer that... I came out with uh, I like it, I like on the homebrew scale that they really enjoyed, and they sat there and drank it and said, "Wow, this is really amazing! We, we should be making our own stuff." And they had a huge list of beers, and the only thing they didn't have was their own. Um, so we've actually been planning this brewery since 2010, and uh, there's a, a little-known law that says if you own six or more restaurants, you can't own a brewery. Type 23 small brewers license. Um, really? So the dream I was not was aware killed. of that law. Yeah. Wow. So the dream was killed then. Um, but then a few years later, we consulted some lawyers and we did our research and figured out there's a, a way around it. Type 75 license, full liquor, brew pub. Oh, um, that's why count. there's full liquor. That's why there's full liquor uh, here. And food. Uh, and food. You have to have the food or you can do food full liquor. Food and full liquor. Yeah. We're already restaurant groups, so it's easy. Uh, uh, the full liquor. The group didn't have a bunch of experience with the full liquor, so yeah. um, we opened West Sacramento Fire Station, uh, Station 1, right across the High Street Bridge. Um, that's a full liquor brewery as well. Not brewery, the full liquor bar as well. Um, and we perfected, not perfected, but uh, we've been running the, the cocktail. So come here yeah, the cocktail lounge, the cocktail experience ah. and stuff. So we, we trialed it over there and so we can execute it a little bit better over here. And the experience is definitely paid off uh, doing the trial run and making make sure it works. Uh, Burgers and Brew in West Sac is by far the favorite of the Burgers and Brews that people have. Um, it's an old, where, uh, old firehouse, the first firehouse in Sacramento. Um, Very cool. Yeah, from the 40s. It's really cool. Um, and we've been actually 
constructing this location for about three and a half years, well, almost four years on the construction. Um, we gutted the entire building, 12,000 square foot of restaurant space, um, ripped out the holes in the ceiling, ripped out the holes in the uh, the floor. Yeah, you have to do something to get these things down because you can see the, the, the fermenters behind me, they are on the basement. And they stretch up to the first 17 floor. feet up yeah, yeah. to the first floor. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And all the wood that we used or that we took out of the floor, uh, we had a local artisan, actually a, a customer, a fan, who's an excellent craftsman, woodsmith, yeah. um, made all these tables. Wow. The, the lunch benches, the German European, European style lunch benches in the basement here, and the lunch tables on, on the on ground the floor. Um, all of them reconstructed from the reclaimed wood oh, that's cool. of the building. Very These cool. uh, the, the tables upstairs look like bricks, and we yeah. took the two by eight sections and cut one inch coins of them, and oh. then aligned them on the tabletops to look like wood bricks oh, I'm gonna have to go with the, the, with the wood cool. grain, like accenting each other. Every sure. other brick. I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Matthew Irvine is the name of the, the carpenter. He did an amazing job for us. He made this table, this prop, no, this camera. He made yeah. the wood siding of the walls. Uh, I don't, you guys can't see it, but a lot, of, a large portion of the walls are, are uh, the wood yeah, siding. That is also from the reclaimed yeah. uh, project of, of the natural. building. It's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So wow, dude. So. Yeah. I mean, congrats. So they can't see this, and I'll, I, I, I'm going to post pictures, but you have a two-vessel system, but it's a, one, one is split, right? Combi tank. So it's technically a three-vessel system with one vessel on top of another vessel. Yeah. Um, hot liquor on the bottom, mass turn on the top. Uh, we have a 15-barrel capacity. Um, we got the high-gravity extension from Premier Stainless. It uh, allows us to brew large gravity works up to 20 degrees Play-Doh at full volume, uh, which gives us the ability to make full volume of 11% alcohol, uh, Imperial Stouts or whatever. Uh, our flagship beer is an Imperial Brown, believe it or not. Uh, really? Since 2011, we brewed our Imperial Brown. I guess I'll have to try that one too. <laughs> at Sudwork Brewing Company, and we brewed the Imperial Brown. Oh, um, with, with, with Charlie involved or no? Charlie was not involved. I wish he was, but he, he's, he's the man. But He's going to uh, retire this year. Tom Stowe is the oh, really? excellent, awesome yeah, yeah. brewer that... Uh, has taken care of it. And he actually brewed the very first Rapture in 2011 on the Sudwork pub system, nice. 15 barrel sub pub system, and fermented it in the, uh, the open fermenting uh, systems that they have, 15 barrel open fermenter. It just looks like a big kiddie pool or a jacuzzi. It's, it's a beautiful, if you yeah. guys haven't been over to Sudwork to see the system, um, I highly recommend go to see it. It's one of the most beautiful yeah. historic breweries Davis. in California. In Davis, yeah. Um, and uh, they have a 65 hectoliter German-made Steinecker brewing system with a Kronos bottling system for the non-beer nerds out there. It's super expensive, German-made, primo, primo bottling. Top of the line. Um, and there's a lot of people that don't understand how special uh, Sudwick is in Davis. These guys are his. So I'm going to say, we're going to get in this beer for a second. But um, I should, sh I should, I'm, I'm just going to, don't get dizzy. I'm going to put the camera back. But look at this. Look, look. You can see the system that he's talking about over there. Um, but, but look, look. Can you see that right there? That beer 
That that's a happy beer, a very active beer. What, what's there fermenting? I'm just curious. That beer is a very special beer to us. Actually, it's made with Admiral malt, 100% uh, yeah. Gallagher's malt. Actually, um, Admiral malt is the first craft maltster in California since Prohibition. Um, this malt was conceived, grown, and malted in California. Uh, it was that's a brainchild awesome. child of a, a professor at UC Davis, the last name of Gallagher. I don't remember the first name, um, but uh, Professor Gallagher uh, developed this malt as a passion project. Thank you, project. Professor Gallagher. <laughs> developed this malt as a passion project, and uh, they thought it was going to be the, their dream brewer's malt. Yeah. And uh, we took a trip as a team out to Admiral Malt, and we tried all the malts, and this, this malt, this is the flavor, just chewing on it, stood out. Heads and shoulders above the others. I haven't tasted the beer yet with it. It's the first time we're brewing with this malt. Oh, it is. But uh, the quality of the product is just, I mean, it's, it's an honor to work. So, what, what's the malt. base style that you're using? Uh, it's a two row. It's, it's a, like a pilsner no, but, malt, but it's not what even do really. You, what's the base beer style? Oh, this is a single IPA. Okay. This is a single That's IPA, um, 15 degrees Play Doh, about 7% alcohol. Um, it's it's going to be uh, with Amarillo hops and Yarilo. Uh, Little right, that sounds good. hot variety that has a lot of yeah. like, great sweetness, deep yeah. funk to it. Uh, I like that. I love it. So I, I yeah. like that. So, so not to cut you off because there's too much and we're not tasting that yet. <laughs> Let's talk about this one because uh, I, I think we got. Uh, well, I had nothing fancy earlier. What you did a collaboration with Rip. Also, which was amazing, and it was a really tasty, uh, hazy IPA. This one is is um, this is the sacrilegious IP. That's right, sacrilegious. This is uh, by far have been, has been our most popular beer. Uh, it's dry hot with mosaic and azaka, and has a lot of uh, tropical mango peach notes from the get, from the, the mosaic. Yeah, I get it's a little. I get the stone fruit and uh, and uh, that was weird. My phone went this weird. Yeah, Did you guys see that? It went like out and in. But yeah, I get the stone fruit in here, and uh, also the hoppiness. We get a little bit of like kind of a kind of a, a resiny quality from yeah. the hops. I feel like the azaka gives kind of a lemon lime resiny thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the mosaic provides a lot of that peachy, yeah. mango, tropical, yeah. deep sweetness. So the two really dance a lot, uh, really well together. This beer, the last time I made it, in previous times, it was two-thirds mosaic and one-third azaka. And um, it was very peachy, almost to the point where it tasted like peach O-rings, like a peach candy. And some people were just, yeah, oh I'm, my god. I'm not against that. They were I very like impressed that. by it. But I do understand where some more hopheads want a little more Balance it. Less Citrus. fruit. Less fruit. They want a little more hoppy, kind of resiny, dankness maybe. Yeah. So I cut down the, the mosaic to 50/50 azaka mosaic, and uh, I gotta say I'm I'm really so pleased. I've been trying to get one, but it's really good, and I get that Thank balance you. in there. So Thank that's you. cool. So I, I want to know. Uh, this place is amazing. Good food. Good beers. Good atmosphere. Um, I honestly walked in and thought you guys have been open for years, so that's a testament of what's going on with the team. Um, Thank you. But uh, why, since the other places are the, you told me uh, the burger places, why Sacrament Brewing? Why, why is it called Sacrament? It's an interesting story about Sacrament. Uh, I like we've interesting been, stories. 
We've been contracted, like I said, we've been brewing our beers at Sudworks since 2011. Oh, so you were um, doing beers there as contract folks? Yeah, yeah. They I were, didn't realize that. Yeah, they, yeah. I, I didn't. So I, you I, had I, a special relationship. I didn't actually brew at Sudwerk. I went there and hung you. out, and they gave me free beer while I went and watched them great. make magic. You know. Okay. <laughs> but but you were saying is that they they were contract. They were making your beer for you as you guys are contract. Yeah, yeah. Before and you were able to get the brew house in. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And for we, the uh, other locations. Um, yeah, for all the locations. Yeah, we would do 50 barrels at a time. And I got you. Get 100 kegs and then distribute them through the. Reddit, thank you so much. Pleasure meeting you. Cool. Love this guy. Very nice to meet you, bud. Off camera, saying goodbye. I really goodbye. enjoyed it. Had a great time. Everybody here loved it. Our good friend Michael had a wonderful time. It's a good time. So, what happens to your cheers, car buddy. if you leave a park here? I have no idea. <laughs> so, alright, we're going to get in the name of Sacrament, Sacrament though. Sacrament, tell me. So, uh, Sacrament's about only a year year old name, uh, maybe a year and a half. Uh, we were originally Old Ritual Brewing Company. Um, our original brand was Old That's Ritual. That's interesting because I helped Ritual Brewing Company in Southern California open. Well, this is but there was no loss. There was there was a season. Oh, there was. Yes. Oh. We had the copyright originally, and okay. been in business since 2011. And yeah. we received season assist in about 2015, 2016. Yeah. Um, I brought one of our beers down to my friend's brewery, yeah. Martin Spab. For the big beer nerds, know exactly who Martin Spab is. The the creator of Phantom Carriage in Carson. He's great a, beer is a fan of Cares. I love it. Great beers, great guys. He's an awesome bud, and I, I brought him down a beer, and, and they served it, and they happened to be selling ritual beer at the same time. And the, the sales rep took the information up, up the top, and oh, really? uh, we got a cease and desist letter. Wow. Um, so That's fascinating to me, honestly. <laughs> legally, <laughs> legally, we were not I, obligated. I'm not, I'm not parted with them, but I did help them out. Although legally, they were going to we give not, me a job, I didn't have it. <laughs> legally, we were not obligated to change our name, yeah. but... They're cool folks. No, they're they're great. a great brewery. Um, they had been in business with a operating brewery and distribution for yeah. about three or four years. Yeah. We'd been a contract brewer serving in our restaurants. Um, and all honestly, most in all honesty, most people knew the brand as Burgers and Brew Beer. Okay. Um, the old Ritual brand really wasn't that prevalent. We didn't have a real brewery. Um, we already had a good brand with the Burgers and Brew. Uh, no one really knew us as a whole yet. So, uh, even though we were not legally obligated to change the name, um, it it would not serve us well to yeah. just stubbornly move on yeah. with that name because I they're guess, established. It would con create yeah, confusion yeah. in the market. Well, it's just not. There's no maybe, reason maybe not, but yeah, it's better. To, and it's, it's kind of shitty to, to ask someone to change their brewery name after they. Oh, yeah. Spent a million dollars, a couple million dollars in the building this uh, branding they, for three or four they, years. They wouldn't know, have like, done it. It was much easier for us to change our name yeah, yeah. than for them to change sure. their name. Um, so I started thinking about it, and a sacrament actually is an old ritual. Yes. It's a form of old ritual. Yeah. Um, and we're from Sacramento. So to, I think it actually it's a perfect name. To keep a theme. Oh, man. And tailor us more to our local yeah. area. Yeah. And get us out of the, the weird situation that we were in with our name. It, it really just fits. Listen, so I think We decided to be Sacrament. I think sometimes. No feelings like, anywhere. Yeah, sometimes I think stuff like that brings you to a better place. Uh, and, and, and being the fact that you're in Sacramento and you're Sacrament Brewing. Uh, and it's that is 
course, a Catholic tradition, a yeah. ritual. Uh, but I think it's it's pretty apropos. So that's cool. And it also has a I little bit of I love stories like that. I love stories like that. And in the way that, in a weird way that I have even a small connection to it, uh, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> it also has a small connection with uh, one of the owners, Philippe. Um, he actually spent some time. In, in, he was raised in France, and he oh. spent some time at a, a Belgian Trappist brewery uh, as as a monk. Whoa. Dude, so that, yes. That's actually the origination of the Burgers and Brew Beer program. Really? It wasn't for Philippe, for Philippe spending the time in Belgium and falling in love with Belgian beers, then Burgers and Brew would just be a burger place. Wow. Uh, so uh, there's two brothers, the Durars, the, the restaurateur, makes excellent food, and his other his brother, Philippe, invested in his project, and, and they uh, started he, he, Introduced the beer component to it, um, and then I met them in Chico while I was going to school in Chico, California, and convinced them to get into the California craft beer thing. Nice. Um, then we started rotating, and Pliny uh, was one of the first big ones we had in Chico's. About 2011, 2010, Sculpin, Pliny, Raging Bitch from Flying Dog, the breweries, anniversary ales, and uh, all kinds of interesting stuff from Bay Republic, Stone. And, um, all, all, all the old school players. Oh, yeah. We started pumping those hard, and uh, it just snowballed from there. People just sang praises about the rotating beers, got in love with certain beers, and started demanding that we keep running with it. And, and here yeah, you are. Here we are. Yeah. Dude, that's a phenomenal story. I love that kind of. I mean, you know, you put in the years, and, and it can be difficult, but then you get to a place where it's a. A fruition of a dream, and uh, and then you get like tonight we had so many people from the brewing industry here, and and uh, it's just a testament to what you've been able to achieve. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? it's 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 really been a lot of fun, and I, I feel testament sacrament. One of my biggest feelings of accomplishment actually came recently during the CBC, the Craft Brewers Conference um, in Nashville, Tennessee. This year, uh, we were out there hanging out, shopping for stuff networking and I ran into Mike uh, from Revision, the, the lead brewer at Revision Brewing Company in uh, outside of Reno area um, and he had just won gold medal World Beer Cup nice. for a single IPA yeah. and I, I, I knew he had won and I, I ran into him in a bar and I actually accidentally put my hand on his World Beer Cup plaque on a, uh, I, I put my hand on a, a, a stool, I thought it was just a stool, but I didn't realize, right. I was leaning right. on his glass oh. plaque as a world championship, he just, That's he, just, he, just, he just won, and I was like, oh, I, I'm so sorry, dude, I felt so horrible, and I apologized profusely, and introduced myself, and, and told him that, that I was, was good. I told him I was with Burgers and Brew, and he, he looks at me and he goes, Burgers and Brew? Yes. He says, Burgers and Brew is the best fucking restaurant in the entire world, nice. and I was like, I'm the starstruck one. What are you yeah, talking yeah. about? You yeah. know, so it's, it was it was really really awesome to see um, this world champion who said that some of his first exposure to, to California craft beer, craft beer and uh, creative, expressive, fun stuff. His first exposure to that was you guys. at Burgers and Brew, and, that's, and awesome. that's the world champion. You know? That's so pretty awesome. That just made my heart just yeah. boom. You know, it was, you, it was you, wonderful. you affected someone else who just got a huge muscle. I mean. World Burrow Cup uh, Grand Prize or Gold in any category is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. So are you guys doing a collab or working on anything? 
Oh, I, probably yes. Yeah, but we, you, we, should, you should make yeah. it. I want to call it friends of each other. Yeah, yeah. We're fans of each other. Something. <laughs> we're, about to get we're huge fans of each other. Co-fans. I, I, I love Co those guys. Uh, I don't know. We can work <laughs> on the name. But um, so uh, where do you where do you see this place going? And and then uh, I don't know if you want to mention that you're working on something else. Or should we keep that wrapped till another time? Uh, we we, we can talk about it. We'll definitely talk about it. Um, it's your call. Well, this project is a passion project of mine for a long time. Um, and uh, I went to Chico State for entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, and it's always been my dream to own my own business. Um, so this project, I'm 100% committed to making sure it's taken care of in the future, training an excellent staff. And I've got a lot of really great, passionate people. And um, when I was in Chico, I was able to inspire all of our servers and, 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 and our huge team, and actually about like four of them are professional brewers now. One of them is the really? lead, one of them is the lead distiller at, at Cutwater Distilling after brewing, oh, yeah. brewing I know. Stone for three years. I know both. Okay. Uh, Ronnie, and uh, one of our servers that was there during that time is now, he brewed for Firestone for four years, Ben Mousehart, and then commissioned the Firestone Venice Pilot Brew House. Um, and now he's the Northern California sales rep for Brewer Supply Group. Now he's my salesman. Really? <laughs> he used to be my apprentice. Wow. Now he's advising me That's on awesome. how to use stuff. So That's cool. He's my mentor now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I helped him come up, but now the tables have turned. He's, he's brewed with world-class brewers yeah. and traveled and done internships at Wireman and brewed at Canteon. And, like met I mean, all the guys, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally learned from the guy now. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's the whole point of all of this. If you guys, it's a little off focus because he keeps putting his hand out and it takes a lot <laughs> of focus. So I'm gonna focus it right now. There we go. You're getting. I appreciate that. I like it too. I don't get Italian or whatever. <laughs> Keep going on. But the whole point of all of this is to inspire people to run with it and, and go further than. I yeah. ever imagined. Um, That's awesome. Uh, or, 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 sure. Uh, I mean, really, that should be the goal of any any entrepreneur, business owner. That you, you, as you come up, you bring up other people, you encourage yeah. them. If you're really good at business, and uh, then you have to do management. But it's all about empowering other people. Yeah, exactly. And we have. So the lead distiller at Cutwater is, is, was a server there. Yeah. The guy from Firestone that became fierce malt yeah. salesman extraordinaire. Uh, one of those servers became a brewer at Magnolia Brewing Company in oh, San nice. Francisco, David Rocha. Uh, one of our servers became, he's actually the brand ambassador for Hen House Brewing Company. I saw Bob. the thing for that today. Bob's the man. You ever get a chance to go up to Hen House and meet Bob, you're in for quite an experience. He's an amazing human being. Uh, Ryan Putney, one of our servers, is now the head brewer at Kilo Kilo Brewing Company in uh, Paso Robles area. Really? He's starting his own nano wow. brewery. And, uh, he actually so you guys have germinated a whole lot of stuff going on in yeah, the business. Yeah, and that was just all the server staff just wow. being stoked on the beers, That's awesome. excited about the possibility, yeah, yeah. and inspired, and they ran with it. And, well, and, and I can only take credit for, for stoking the fire. These guys really came into their own and did amazing things yeah. in many, multiple facets of, of the beer industry. Yeah. Um, that, that's what I did up in Chico at the Burgers and Brew as the beer bar manager 
Um, that's exactly what I'm at, doing here yeah. um, at Sacramento Brewing with my brew staff. I have four brewers in a small brew house that can probably be run by one person. I don't want one stressed out guy. Yeah. I want four people that are trained, that love each other, that are passionate. Someone hurts their ankle, yeah. someone steps in. Yeah. Someone needs to go visit family or friends, yeah. someone steps in. Um, there's okay. a lot of breweries with passionate, excellent brewers that are essentially stuck in the brew house because they're the only ones with the passion. Trust they're me, the I'm, only I'm, ones that can do it. It's most of you what you know. <laughs> and and I, I know that feeling and it, it really is a, a rampant problem in the brewing industry. Um, so to and have... And I don't think brewers get paid with their work. But that's my opinion. Big time. Yeah. Big time. But So to have a, uh, a staff of multiple people part-time helping each other, working out each other, checking each other, um, it seems like it's more of a stable production as we move on. Um, no one gets stressed out. As, no, it's not on, all on any one person's back. And if anyone wants to make any weird decisions and change things up, there's someone else going to be, hey, that's not right. <laughs> there's not one yeah. guy that can just be like, oh, I got it, boss. And then like, yeah. fudge the stuff in the back. You know, and we're all checking it's each all other. and. We're, we're all, it's all about helping each other at the same time. I love, that. Yeah. I love that. So we're a big old happy family and our brewers have just been excellent. Sacramento area is uh, full of awesome, wonderful, passionate people and we've been extremely lucky to get the folks that we've had. Uh, our tap room manager, John, is excellent, fun, cool dude that's been representing us to the fullest and all of our brewers have been doing the same. And, I couldn't ask for a better situation. It really has been awesome. That is awesome. So let's tell people, uh, is it just sacramentbrewing.com? Um, we, uh, actually, our website's under construction. We're okay. Sacrament Brewing on Instagram, on Sacrament Instagram. Brewing on Facebook. And if you're here, it's on the corner of, what, what is this? Is this on? Uh, 16th and J. Sorry. I, 16, oh, 16 J, J Street. 16th and J. And you're going to like it. It's, it's really, really worth it. I promise um, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were tired. Listen, we can keep going. This might go into two because my, my, my phone will actually, uh, for those who are watching, and I'm, I'll pull the audio, it'll, it'll stop at a certain point and start doing again. But um, what do you want to say before we might or may not get cut off? Well, before we may or may not get cut off, uh, what I really would like to say is that uh, we make great beer here. and. The reason for that is because we care about everything. Yeah. We care about the glass cleanliness. We care about you knowing what's in the beer. We care about the server communicating that to you. Uh, we care about the grain in the field. Our Pilsner malt, our Pilsner malt that we use is an heirloom Pilsner malt called Barca malt from Germany. It's the way they used to grow Pilsner malt yeah. in the 70s before they switched to a lower flavor, higher yielding product. Uh, Thomas Weyermann from Weyermann Malts um, used to daydream about the delicious beers that he had in Germany when he was a child. And he found a grower that had these seeds banked and he funded him no. to research the style. I know that, that's awesome. And we are now brewing our Pilsner with the malt that they brewed Pilsner malt with in the 70s. Is there a name for that malt? Barca. Barca. Oh, that's what I was talking about earlier, and you don't know how it's going to taste yet. 
No, 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 that's the Admiral Malt. Well, that's the Admiral. The Admiral Malt. All of our malts are special. Oh, so you got, like, our regular Blondales, oh my gosh. Cologne Malt from really? Byron. Um, there's not a single beer that we make here that is wow. just regular, I mean, I see regular on, plain on old the side beer. Of us, we have like sacks and sacks of grain of Wireman and Rar, and it's a beautiful sight. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, Rar, Wireman, Admiral, anyone who's making excellent stuff. Yeah. They all have their unique characteristics, and we will design a beer to highlight the amazing characteristics that that grower set out to, to, to present. And we have an obligation to transfer the glory of the field to people's palates. And, sure. and that's our real role, is to take the awesome work that Brewing Science Institute in, in Colorado did to make our yeast cultivations. Yeah. The awesome work that the guys at um, Yakima Chief and, and, and BSG and these guys sourcing all these amazing uh, no, hops and, and, and the different job. crops and making sure they're pelletized correctly and flushed with nitrogen. These guys all work so hard. I owe it to them to work equally as hard to make sure that their products are communicated to our customers in the best possible way. Um, and like I said, that goes all the way down to the servers. That's awesome. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna cut it short here because you're probably gonna be half the show. But I just saw that my phone's on uh, almost no power. Cool. So um, let's. I don't know if you want to mention or not, but we'll we'll have you on again when you do your next project. Oh, thank you. And uh, the next project is called Whale Face Beer Company. Whale in Long Beach, right? Yeah, Whale Face. So we'll have you on and talk about that. And I wish you uh, just. Everything good. Thanks so much. Projects. Yeah, the California Craft Brewers Association meeting, summit meetings in Long Beach next year. So I know. we were three blocks from the summit this year, and hopefully we'll be three blocks from the summit next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. All right, so next time, my friends, as you know, I always say this: drink good beer, eat good food, which they have here. I had the, I had the buffalo burger. Um, hang out with good people like Brandon here, and drink more good beer. Cheers. Cheers, guys. That's great. We so uh, you can hear that I had a really good time hanging out with Brendan there, and uh, uh, you know it, it it was just a good time up there. It really was a good time up there. Uh, next, for what I have for you, uh, I, I'm going to give you just some samples that I have time for within the show today. But I'm going to play uh, Franny Lopez or Franny Full Pint on social media from the LA Brewers Guild. And, uh, and I'm going to do a couple other things, and we'll see what we have time for at the show here. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this one as well, my friends. So uh, we're still at the California Craft Beer Summit 2018, having a great time. And I'm sitting here with Franny Lopez, who's the executive director of the L.A. Brewers Guild. And we're sitting at their booth, which is nice because we can sit here and enjoy a beer together. That doesn't always it's my first drop of beer today, and it's already three o'clock. Because I'm drinking the Swan City Pilsner, which will be Bo Pills. Which one are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking Iron Triangle Bar Pilsner. Nice and roasty right now. Very nice. So, how long have you been executive director there at the LA Brewers Guild? I'm actually celebrating my third year anniversary as the only employee of the LA County Brewers Guild. This weekend, I was hired three years ago around the first summit. Uh, cool. I was there. I've been there every year except for last year. Um, what do you what, what do you think of the, the summit brings or adds to the craft brewing community and, and for the LA Brewers Guild itself? 
I think the summit is the premier opportunity for all of us in a very saturated, large state of craft beer in California. Yeah, we have like 945. Yeah, yeah, we're going to hit a thousand very soon. Um, it gives us an opportunity to actually band together and showcase every region in the state. I, mean, I love seeing all of my other beer colleagues. We have guild boots from the Bay Area, the Central Coast, the Inland Empire, San Diego, Orange County, um, in addition to our booth. And this is a rare opportunity for us to all congregate, congregate together and kind of show where craft in LA has, uh, craft in California has evolved to. Um, it's interesting to see the diversity, both in terms of beer styles and technique, uh, to the, just the brewery that we have, the personalities within our industry. And I think that California is a very exciting place. Um, and it's, it's the one time a year where we actually get to be involved. I know, it's like, uh, not on the who's who, but it's like, it's like, um, like a reunion every year with all your friends, right? And it is. It it's is. a great time of, of, of beer, of course, but there's food and there's equipment and just a really good time. So in the three years that you've been executive director, what, what, what do you think you've learned the most? What, what's, and what's changed more about your field that, that it's grown and its needs have changed or whatever that is? We were definitely a younger, scrappier, more inexperienced guild in the beginning. Um, even though our guild was founded in 2013, um, we only had seven founding breweries to our guild in 2013. When I was hired three years ago, we only had 22 breweries in Los Angeles County um, in our guild, and now we have signed on our 81st Yeah, you guys have grown Yeah, so we have grown... Um, Basically, 80% of our breweries are under two years old, yeah. uh, which is a very, very new, new scene. Yeah. I mean, and if you work from 22 to 80 something, that's, that's like a 3x. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's like, yeah. that's a lot of growth. It's, it's a lot of growth. It's very quick. Um, but what we're seeing is... What we're seeing is a lot of uh, camaraderie within the industry still. So we're still in that very young adolescent phase where we're still kind of finding our place in the grand scheme of things in terms of being compared to other large concentrated um, beer meccas like Portland and Seattle and yeah. San Diego and Colorado um, but it gives us an opportunity to kind of like learn from our elders learn from our neighbors and also create a style that is distinctly us um, so we have a lot of diversity like I mentioned before and we also have a lot of room for even more growth with 81 breweries we still have a lot of territory in LA County that has no breweries around yeah. and it's, it's exciting like it's San Fernando Valley there's no breweries there right? we have Not one that we're we have aware that, well, we, we have San Fernando Brewing Company oh. and San Fernando Proper. When did they open? And then I guess uh, they were, they, I think their third year anniversary or something. Is it that long? Okay. Yeah. Well, so, there's uh, one. We've got Valley Breweries now. There, yeah, yeah. Not a lot. That, yeah, yeah. It's not like Torrance that has like 14 breweries and like 13 miles or something. Like that. What is that? Yeah. So it's, it's all growing pretty quickly. It's cool though. Other cities now within our county are starting yeah. to see the value that is added by having a local craft brewery. What do you. Um, there's a lot about good about LA and a lot. I mean, there's a lot of traffic. Um, there's the whether you like the mayor or not. There's all kinds of things going on there. Um, what are the, the specific challenges for LA and the brewers there that you guys are helping to uh, alleviate? I think in the beginning it was a lack of education, um, and so not just within the industry but also consumer facing. Um, a lot of our breweries are small, family-owned, local businesses. Uh, we don't have giant inflated marketing budgets. We don't have billboards and, and radio ads and all of these things. 
And so one of the things that we facilitate at the Guild is an opportunity to showcase all of our breweries on an equal playing field. Um, all of our members are just as important as everybody else. Um, and we like to collaborate and create events and opportunities for us to be able to showcase each neighborhood in town. Um, so whether it's having as many LA brewers at LA Beer Week, which just turned 10 this year, or creating new events like our LA Beer and Food Festival, or partnering with other nonprofits and other like-minded organizations like the LA Philharmonic, uh, the LA Parks Foundation, other ways for us to penetrate um, into LA's culture that's not just beer is something that is very valuable to us. It's something that has helped us kind of grow as a guild and grow as a beer community. Um, because for us, it's never just been about beer. It's never been just what's inside the glass. Um, it's what we contribute to our community yeah. that is like one of the pillars of um, each and every one of our groups, which is important. That's awesome. So you have like 80, 86 you said? 81. Oh, 81, 81 I'm sorry. Now. So you have 81, but I'm sure some others are going to be opening soon. You have... Yes, yes. I think um, we might be hitting 85 before the end of the year. So it's September now. Okay. Uh, so probably by 2019, we'll have about 85 breweries. Uh, we have a dozen on our in-planning list. So people who are the big dreamers who, you know, maybe have a space but not quite the licensing or maybe have investors but not quite the brick and mortar space. So we do track those and kind of keep our eyes peeled and make sure that we're able to lend support or, or send them to resources to help get them open and get them permitted and, and help them out. Because we do realize the importance of having the guild be a liaison to new businesses so that everyone's compliant, everyone knows the rules, it makes my job easier, you know, um, so that we have a community that actually helps each other out. So I was going to ask, why do you think brewers should join a guild? Can you explain that? Like, if they're, they're, I know there are some that are maybe not part of the guild and still in your area. What's the, what's the impetus or the, the best reason for them to join the guild? I think first and you, foremost, you, I think you talked about a little bit of it, but you know. I think I think first and foremost, it, it boils down to being able to foster a community, right? Um, I think joining a guild makes it so that if you're a first-time business owner, a new brewer, um, someone who you know isn't super experienced. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to have an open source tool of friends. Like you instantly have friends in the guild because yeah. at any given point in time, your glycol chiller breaks and you don't have a good repair guy. You email the guild and ten people will respond to you. That's awesome. You're, you don't have your pitch of yeast crapped out, um, and you need some. You know, you need some Calio one stat. Someone will help you with a pitch um, and things That's like nice. that. Um, we have a hop switch surplus list with our breweries for those who are smaller and don't have hop contracts. But want to make some one-off beers, we help each other out cool. borrowing a cup of sugar from your neighbor kind of thing. And I think that's something that's very valuable. You don't get that from the larger organizations that do a lot of the bigger lobbying for us and advocating for us. Um, we really are a very hyper-local organization of individuals, which is something that is special and unique to, to our region right now. So, uh, I don't know if there's anything else you want to put in there, but that's a lot of information. Really cool to hang out with you and see you all the time. Time, but oh, thank you. We always love having the ambassador at our tavern. So. Enjoying the beers. That's one of the best thing about the summit is sitting that the different uh, guilds get to have their commercial breweries pour and hang out and sample beer. And I think it's great. to discover something new. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I was hoping to grab Lori, but she's on the other side, so maybe we'll do a separate interview or something like that. So until next time, my friends, remember what I always say. Drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Franny, uh, and drink some more good beer. Thanks for being here. Hey, what's going Cheers. on? Scott. Hey, Mr. Scott Park. Hi. Nice to meet you. Obviously, that was my interview with Franny Fullpint.
and uh, she's just really cool. So you can find her as Franny Lopez, but it's really uh, on Instagram. You're going to find her at Franny Full Pint. Um, I have a couple other interviews. We're not going to make everything today, but uh, I I think you'll enjoy the other two that I have here for you. And uh, um, it's always a pleasure. Uh, Dr. Bill was on the show uh, when he was with Stone, and now he has uh, several partners in their own brewery called Wild Barrel out of San Diego. So uh, I got to sit down with him for a few minutes as well. So enjoy this part, my friends. At the California Craft Beer Summit in Sacramento for the fourth year running, and I'm with uh, Dr. Bill, who is uh, you know an aficionado, uh, aficionado of beer, a beer lover. Uh, he used to be at Stone, now he's got his own company. Uh, tell us a little bit about Wild Barrel. So uh, we opened Wild Barrel Brewing Company in San Marcos 11 months ago. Me and my partners, Bill Sobieski, our head brewer, Chris White, not that Chris White. Uh, another Chris White, uh, another Chris White uh, who's our president, and we've added Preston Wiesner, X from Cascade, as our fourth partner. We've been open approximately 11 months. We're about 0.3 miles from Lost Abbey, so really close, freeway frontage, huge tasting room, and we're just blowing up, so we're very excited about that. I, I love uh, the beer. I know you guys specialize in Wild Barrel, and it kind of says it all. They tell us So, I've been consulting for breweries and bars for decades, even before Stone. So, I'm all hyper-focused on what the market's driving. So, yes, we are called Wild Barrel. We do have sour beer and barrels, or beer souring in barrels, I should say. We have beer in bourbon barrels, and it's clean beer. None of that is quite ready yet. It's getting there. But our menu right now has a gateway beer, our white rabbit, a Belgian wit. And then we have five or six IPAs always, some hazy, some San Diego styles. Uh, our coffee milk stout, two or three imperial stouts, and seven or eight San Diego vices, or what we call vice beer now, which are our fruited kettle stout. I'm excited to taste that stuff. Yeah, it's tasty. You know, it's, it's a kettle sour, so it's not as complex as a barrel-aged beer, but we use copious amounts of fruit, and so we have very great success with that. With our pink guava, black currant, passion fruit. We just released passion fruit and dragon fruit, which is awesome. So The pink guava I have here, and it's really good. I mean, that's it's tasty, it's complex. Yes, we set them all up so that they would have different flavor characteristics. So, for example, the pink guava is like this huge burst of Kern's fruit juice pink guava. Our black currant is like a Merlot Cabernet sapage with a tannic finish, so it's really unique, great for red wine drinkers. Uh, we have a the passion fruit, dragon fruit, is just huge passion fruit, tropical notes, and then the color of a dragon fruit, so this bright luminescent pink, and then it has this extra herbaceous tartness that's just amazing. So, uh, we're really happy with them, people seem to love them. So. Sweet. So, I mean, you guys are going to have an anniversary then? Like yeah, we're going to have an anniversary. Actually, we soft opened on September 30th of 2017. We did our grand opening because I wanted to wait and get everything dialed in. The beers were dialed in, but I just wanted our staff and everybody able to handle it. So we had our grand opening, I want to say, January 13th. So look for our first anniversary in January. In January. Yeah. Well, 
we'll have you on the show and talk about it. Perfect. Yeah. Come out anytime. Get free beer. It works. Yeah. yeah. So what are you what are you excited about uh, most of your CCA or the summit here? Well, I'm excited that they just announced that the next one's in Long Beach, much yes. more convenient for us, yes. right? Yes. So that'll be a good change of pace. Although, I have to tell you, as excited I am at catching up with, it, summits are always great, CBC, JBM, catching up with old friends, meeting new fans or friends. The exciting thing I find this year in Sacramento is the craft beer scene. The breweries and the bars have just exploded. You have great old standbys that have been here for a long time and are holding down the fort. But now you have all these new breweries and bars like Peter Hoey's Urban Roots. I just came from there for lunch. Exa, Sierra Nevada, Sacramento Brewing, Odonata had world-class Saison. He's brewing a world-class Saison at Urban Roots. Saison there and and, uh, and the that I thought was really good. Um, and, and, the, and the barbecue is no oh slouch either. That, that brisket is amazing. Yeah, I had the brisket. I asked for burnt ends. They just run out. That's a little secret. If you go to Urban Roots and ask for burnt ends early enough, you may get them and they're delicious. So, um, what do you see when you hear things at the summit? Um, kind of, you know, since this is an organization that kind of lobbies for us and right. boss here, do you think there's anything that we need to work on or focus on, or, or that you found that they're uh, working on? That, that well, they're they're a great advocate for us. They're handling uh, a lot of the legal issues that we need to worry about as small independent craft brewers. I think it's hypercritical that we support not only the craft. California Craft Brewer Association, but the Brewer Association in doing that. The whole independent movement is great because everybody here, I'm going to say 99.9% know the difference between an independent craft brewery and a craft brewery. I'm going to say 90% of all the craft beer consumers out there, maybe it's less, don't know or don't know why they should care. And so I think it's hypercritical that all of us in the industry are continuing to promote independent beer versus non-independent craft beer. Well, I uh, will have you on the show when you're ready. All right. I just want to say thanks for taking your time and uh, enjoy your beer, my Cheers, friend. Cheers, man. Until next time, my friends, as I always say, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Dr. Bill, and drink more good beer. Cheers. Cheers. Bye, my friend. So that was my interview with Dr. Bill, and uh, uh, always a, a great guy. I mean, the, the knowledge that he has and the seller that he has, it's like uh, uh, probably the largest in North America. <clears throat> um, but uh, he's just a genuine guy. He's really cool uh, and can tell you a lot about beer and hang out and talk about beer. So uh, I think you'll always enjoy that. I will get back and and close out the show with something else. But um, the only I have a bunch of other stuff, but the only one I have time for right now. Uh, I also met uh, a girl named Stephanie with Sustain a Brewery, um, and so I'm going to put up the interview because I think it's uh, interesting and it gives you a little bit of more uh, of a flavored effect of what's going up at the California Craft Beer Summit um, and within the brewing community at large. So uh, enjoy this interview as well, my friends. Hey, Mikael Woodward, the beer ambassador here. I'm at the uh, California Craft Beer Summit in uh, Sacramento for the fourth year. Um, and, and you can see there's a lot of activity in the background. It's really cool. I'm going to do that before I do anything else. So you can see all the way around that, it, that the expo room here is, is a lot going on. But I met uh, Stephanie here uh, from Sustainability. She has some other associations we may not talk about, but um, 
tell us a little bit about sustainable because I think it's interesting that you're talking about being sustainable and that breweries don't, don't understand that or not sure how to do that. Correct. So I started Sustainable Brewery um, after I finished my research with my master's at Napoli Pomona, basically finding that brewers, their biggest hurdle is financial slash not knowing how to do it. And I have, I have about six years of professional experience in sustainability, so I said, oh, I can I can help this, help them out. I like beer. I want to make beer more sustainable. I would love to, at least part of that movement. And so that's where Sustainable Brewery was born. That's awesome. So you do, like, consulting for breweries to help them figure out how to be more sustainable. Right? And you, your, your theory is that they're sustainable, getting more profitable. Absolutely. Um, so basically being more sustainable in a brewery primarily means increasing efficiency. So increasing your water use efficiency, your energy use efficiency, having the same amount of your quality product with using less water and energy, and in turn creating less waste, and therefore your, your bills go down. So, um, what are like some of the common things besides water usage? Um, makes sense? And uh, maybe like electricity, but how do you do that? Do you like, do you have to go solar? Or well, so there's a lot of things you can do without any spending any extra on capital costs. Um, there are some estimates that say you can be, you can reduce your carbon footprint by 50% in a brewery without spending extra. So it's things like water and energy metering, just to, just tracking what you're doing so you have a concept of how much you're actually using, how much water and energy you're actually using per batch, per barrel. And then from there you can expand. Um, so small things like consolidating your energy use. So if you have hot water for something, maybe you can reuse that hot water for something else or you can reuse the heat for something else. It's I like that thought. Reusing the heat. I've, I've talked with some friends. There's a brewery in the works now, and, and they're all about trying to harness that kind of stuff to be more efficient. I mean, are, are you familiar with? And, and um, I think it's fascinating how um, how um, Sierra Nevada builds a production facility in the south. It's, it's LEED certified, right? And um, I know that they do not only. Uh, that the building's more efficient, but, you know, they use solar and, and they do stuff like that where they're using the water and reproducing things like that, so... I mean, yeah. some of the things that they do especially have high capital costs, like they're... Um, well, yeah, I mean, they have the money. They have the money, that so they're... That was an expensive thing, but... Right, they're reclaiming their CO2, which they can then use back in their brewery, which is really awesome. Um, well, I'm sorry, what was your no, question? No, I was just... Uh, I'm just saying, there, there's, there's a... That's an example of having a lot of money and they're learning by they can do all that. So they from the ground up they prepare for that. But there's a lot you can learn from that, I think, for small breweries. So how do you how do you come in and just uh, maybe educate a brewery and help them to become more efficient and more sustainable? The first thing for sure is benchmarking. So getting in and looking at your numbers on a detail at at the detail level, not okay. just the general water meter. And so in order to improve something you need to be able to measure it and track your track your improvements. Um, so definitely getting in measuring water and energy use and waste production. Um, from there, that helps you pinpoint where your areas of weakness may be. Um, so that's when you come in and do the consulting, kind of just do an overall uh, assessment of what's going on, right? That's the, that's where we begin, and then we then we go from there. We work we work together. I work with the brewers to see what they want to focus on, and maybe what the benchmark really highlights where 
areas they should focus on. Um, sometimes it could be one area of the brewery or it could be all the areas of the brewery. That's cool. Well, I wish you luck, and I'll look Thank forward you. to having you on the show, and we'll talk Absolutely. more in depth about that. But uh, and I, and I think it's really cool. Thank you for talking with me. Yeah. So, my friends, you're going to hear, there's going to be a lot of clips, but here's one of the first ones. Uh, until next time, as I always say, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people like Stephanie here, and then drink more good beer. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So uh, that was part of my experience. Uh, you heard there, I mean, that the crowd there is really lively. Uh, luckily, I've got a mic. Like some of the other big professionals can do that where it kind of puts it in the background. You can still hear us talking. But it was, uh, it was a great time. I hope you enjoyed those interviews uh, because, um, you know, really that's about what craft beer is, is doing. I heard that there was a, a, a bill that we just worked on or, or are passing about uh, small breweries that are being able to give out um, uh, more swag in the way that the big brewers can do that as well. But uh, I want to say, again, thanks to uh, the whole CCBA or the California Craft Brewers Association on how they are lobbying to make sure that uh, small businesses, craft brewers, uh, and your local breweries here are able to uh, get ahead and be able to take care of things. And so, uh, as I said before, I'm going to tell you guys this every every week, though. Uh, one thing that's going to affect beer and food and rent and everything else um and uh so i think it's important it's a thing about californians is uh the the gas tax that they passed last year and that we as uh, citizens are trying to repeal even though there are those who are trying to uh stop that so um when in november when you see uh six uh you need to vote yes on it they want you to vote no on it they need to vote yes because we're already overtaxed now and I, i guarantee you food gas prices of course are going to go up so they affect food they affect beer they affect rent they affect your clothing they affect everything else um but i know that uh ccba and those got people are working on stuff like that as well so uh uh you know uh i had a fantastic time uh i can tell you this next weekend if you're looking for something to do the place i would go to uh um and it's been on they're on the ninth year so they've been going on for a long time is um the brouhaha so the brouhaha is it's in a different it's in the same essentially location but it's it's moved up it's it's a little bit more on the lake uh, and with more trees there um but it is in the ninth year there are so many breweries there and it's a good time there'll be bands and music and food trucks and uh it's really cool so if you are interested in that, then go look up uh, thebrewhaha.com or just Google Brewhaha, and you can find out about the tickets here for 2018. So that is coming up this weekend. Um, I know that there's a whole lot more going on in the, the community, and uh, there are some breweries, like I said before, Brewery X and um, uh, Brewheim and Gamecraft are all working on getting open here in the local community. So we're going to have a lot more... Uh, breweries and as I mentioned on one of those interviews there I found out from from uh, Tom McCormick when he was on the show a couple weeks ago uh, representing the California Craft Beer Summit that um, we were at 945 breweries and so we're going to push that to uh, over 950 soon but by the end of the year it should be probably a thousand breweries here in California so you have more breweries in California available uh, so you should take you know, support them and go out there and uh, enjoy good beer and hang out with your friends and uh, experience what's out there. There's a lot of good breweries out there. And uh, you heard Dr. Bill mention Urban Roots out there and the, on the whole uh, Sacramento craft brewing uh, scene. And uh, it was a really good time having, uh, you know, 
all these people on the show, like Dr. Bill and uh, Franny and Brandon McGowan and all that. So until next week, my friends, drink good beer, eat good food, hang out with good people, and drink more good beer. Uh, I really appreciate your time, and we're always here at 5 o'clock on Tuesdays talking about the world of craft beer. Until next time, my friends, enjoy. That's what I say. Enjoy. Enjoy.